1: and what we saw last night on Raw, and what we might see at Night of Champions. Also, we talk about Seth Rollins and that World Heavyweight Championship. A lot to do on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. And I gotta say, Bully, uh, last night, and I don't say this a lot, but I'm gonna say this, I thought a great Monday Night Raw last night, Bully.
2: Of course you thought Monday Night Raw was great because your boy Cody was on 19 times.
1: Well, no, that's not fair to say, though he was on a lot. Um, He got beat down twice on that show last night. And an ending to that show, Bully, that I don't know if a lot of people picked up on it, but uh, I don't trust Triple H. So I thought a very interesting close to Monday Night
2: Raw last night. I'm going right for the jugular this morning on this Go ahead. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I tweeted last night. I sent out two tweets last night. The first tweet I sent out was, it sounds like Hershey melted. Okay? Ha, ha, ha. Because Hershey was a very, very blah crowd for the majority of the show. The second tweet I sent out was at the end of the show and it said that look on Tripp's and Cody's face to end the show. Dave, I don't know about you. I don't know about the rest of the nation. I don't know about any other wrestling fan out there that was watching last night and is listening to us this morning. But when Triple H smirked, patted Cody on the knee and then patted him on the back. The first thing that ran through my head was, I'll teach you to destroy my throne. Yep. And trips walks away and Cody, he has his head down, but you see his eyes come up like, holy shit. My fate is in his hands. Just that, just my gears grinding and thinking and wondering and the what ifs and the I the hook, line, and sinker. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I because did too, Bully. Left, and, and you they know what left came- it open to my interpretation. Now, what, do I think they're going to go down that road? I would love to see it because it's real life. But what if, if Vince is still in charge of this? What are the chances of Vince going to allow something like that to get out there? It would be entirely too minuscule in Vince's eyes. But maybe you never know. But I love the last. I, I love the last segment of Monday Night Raw last night with Triple H and Cody. I can't wait.
1: It really put the exclamation point on that show, and I can't wait for this weekend and Night of Champions. And to your point, Bully, you're right. Like, I kind of looked at social media. I looked at the internet when that show was over. Not a lot of people looked at that segment the way that you and I did. I think you and I definitely looked at it the same way. Not everybody did. Are they going to go down that road? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Like you said, it's up. For interpretation, it's making you think, it's making you wonder what's gonna happen this weekend at night of champions. And the first thing that came to my mind was it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And if you remember when AEW and NXT first went head to head, now listen, I know this is kind of looking deep and and like you said. Will the WWE even go down this road? Probably not. But just bear with me for a second, Bully. When NXT and AEW first went head-to-head on Wednesdays, when AEW started, AEW beat NXT that first week when they went head-to-head and really dominated the rest of the way when they were going head-to-head on Wednesdays. And NXT was a much different show than what NXT is right now. NXT is definitely a developmental show. But Bully, back then, NXT was really being presented as a third brand. And the face of AEW was Cody Rhodes, and the face and the man behind NXT was Triple H. NXT, their takeovers would start with Triple H in the middle of the ring saying, this is NXT, And as you said, at the first double or nothing, and we're going, you know, we're we're coming up to double or nothing this weekend. That first double or nothing to what you just said, Cody took the sledgehammer to the throne. And that was the first salvo from AEW to the WWE. Go ahead,
2: Bully. That was that wasn't the first shot fired, though. Didn't Triple H or Billy Gunn, didn't somebody call. AEW a piss ant company.
1: Yes. Uh Triple H said that, but that that w- I that was not then because don't forget double or nothing. That first double or nothing in Las Vegas was before Dynamite even started. So Dynamite hadn't started yet. So I believe that comment from Triple H was after him taking the sledgehammer. I could be wrong. You may be right. You may be right. I'm sure the nation would correct me about the timeline. But that was definitely a shot fired from Cody to Triple H.
2: I know there was a pissant comment. I know Triple H did say something. I don't know if it was the pissant comment. He said something because that was the reason Cody took the sledgehammer to the throne. I don't think Cody would have fired the first shot there would have been absolutely no reason for it. But continue with your train of thought. But but I but I but you can
1: admit though that that's Cody taking a direct shot at Triple H. Like you can direct. say what you want about AEW NXT. This was Cody taking a direct shot at Triple H. Yes. So Time goes on. Obviously, I guess I said, AEW dominates NXT on Wednesdays to the point where NXT moves off of Wednesdays. And before you know it, Bully, Triple H isn't even the man in charge of NXT anymore. And then obviously, we know about Triple H even taking a back seat when it came to the world of the WWE, taking a different title in the world of the WWE. You and I, Bully, talked a lot about. Maybe that was because of the failure of NXT going head-to-head with AEW. Hey, that was an opportunity for the WWE to kick AEW to the curb early on. Like, if if AEW would have lost to NXT on Wednesdays, who knows if we'd be getting this all-in show in front of 70,000 fans in the UK coming up at the end of August. I think you would admit, Bully, That was an opportunity to kind of kill off AEW early, and they failed at that opportunity, and now AEW is what it is at this point. Then, Cody leaves AEW and goes back to the WWE and to the things that we've discussed on this show. He comes back to the WWE. He has his WrestleMania moment, beating Seth Rollins in his debut match at WrestleMania. And then, and then he has the three match series with Seth Rollins. He gets injured, comes back at the Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble, and then he's the main event with Roman Reigns at this past WrestleMania. Like you couldn't write a better story, other than Cody beating Roman Reigns.
2: Actually, you could have written a better story in your eyes because Cody could have beaten Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and then he'd have absolutely nowhere to go.
1: But you would, but you would admit, bully, right or wrong, this is a storybook. Rebeginning for Cody Rhodes in the WWE. Because Cody in the WWE, he was a mid-carder. He was a mid-card wrestler. He had a gimmick that he tried as best as he could to get over. I didn't like the gimmick. And now he is a main eventer, and he's the star of Monday Night Raw. And then last night, we see Triple H. We see Triple H with Cody for the first time. Since all of this has happened, Bully, and I saw that like you saw that, that smile that Triple H gave Cody, that was that was like a fuck you smile <laughs> that Triple H gave Cody, and then that look that Cody gave to sign off that show last night, that was Cody saying, oh my God, am I going to get fucked? by this guy. Now I know I just used two F bombs and I said it wouldn't at the beginning of the show, but I can't think of a better word to describe the smile by Triple H and the look by Cody Rhodes. I tell you what, bully, and when wrestling hits the right way, this happens to me. I turned off Monday Night Raw last night and I sat in my chair in my living room in silence for like 20 minutes just thinking about that segment that ended Monday Night Raw last night, and the possibilities that could come out from that segment that ended Monday Night Raw last night.
2: I shut the TV off. I made myself a BLT. Nice. Wolfed it down. Then I went to bed. Um, (laughs) uh, We're on the same page, Dave, but let's take this out of the equation. Let's take the real personal pissant comment and destroying of the throne out of the equation. Let's say that they're not going to acknowledge what happened in real life a couple of years ago between Triple H and Cody Rhodes. And really quick, Bully,
1: really quick before you go on, there have been times that Cody has alluded to AEW in his promos. Like he did it when he was in Jacksonville. He talked about the wrestling. He didn't mention AEW by name, but he mentioned about how that Jacksonville crowd got him through the lockdown and the shows that that he was a part of through the lockdown. Those were AEW shows. There have been times that Cody has alluded to AEW without mentioning
2: AEW. Please continue. Sorry. If it's not the story of the throne and revenge, and I'll show you, is Triple H there to make sure Cody makes it to WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, or is Triple H one of the hurdles that Cody is have to gonna have to get over to get to Roman Reigns?
1: Well, bully! One of the last times we've seen Triple H was side by side with Roman and and Paul Heyman on SmackDown, where he was kind of like congratulating them on the victory over Cody at WrestleMania. That next SmackDown after WrestleMania, Triple H was at the top of the entrance ramp. And then even like when they introduced this new World Heavyweight Championship, you know, there was glances, and not in a a negative way, in a very positive way, with Roman and Paul Heyman. So could Triple H be aligned with the bloodline somehow? Could he be aligned with Paul Heyman? Could this be a ruse? I don't know. But that's the beauty of it, is that we don't know. Bully, everything we're talking about can be complete BS, and you can throw it out the window. But it makes you think, it makes you wonder, and it makes you wonder even more so, is Triple H going to be involved in what we're going to see at Night of Champions
2: this weekend? I'm definitely excited by what I saw last night for this part of the Cody story. As far as Triple H being involved at Night of Champions, I don't want to see Triple H get involved in the match. Nobody can help Cody Rhodes, period, on his way to WrestleMania and Roman Reigns next year in Philadelphia. If this is the plan, if the plan is still Cody and Roman part two, nobody can trip Brock up nobody can help plow the field for Cody Cody has to do it all on his own so that when he looks back when fans look back everybody can say Cody did it nobody's going to be able to say yeah but Yeah, remember when Triple H helped Cody win in Saudi against Brock? Yeah, but remember when Triple H did this to make sure... Triple H cannot be responsible for Cody's success. Nobody can be responsible for Cody's success except Cody. Because when Cody... If Cody wins it all, and he's standing there with those championships around his waist, in his arms, over his head, he has to say, we did it. And the only we that should be in that room is Cody Rhodes and the WWE Universe.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app,
2: free for most subscribers.
1: Take a listen to these matches we're going to see on Saturday, right? Seth right. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for that World Heavyweight Championship. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going up against Roman and Solo for the Tag Team Championships. You got Bianca Belair going up against Asuka for the Royal Women's Championship. You got Becky Lynch and Trish in a match on Saturday and then you got Cody and Brock. Like that's those are some those are WrestleMania caliber matches that you're going to get on Saturday
2: at Night of Champions. Hopefully everybody brings it uh, which I think they will. I'm definitely interested in the tag match. I'm definitely interested in Cody versus Brock. I'm definitely interested to see who wins the world heavyweight championship and this better be a that that match between Seth and AJ and listen this is not rocket science here this match better be a precursor to what we see from whoever wins the championship because the work rate of this match should determine the work rate of defending that championship remember this is going to be the iron horse the iron man champion on Raw, constantly defending this championship. So uh, we're going to get the – we should be getting the great match. So it'll definitely be must-see. You, could, you couldn't you could think of two better
1: people than AJ Styles and Seth Rollins to have this championship to describe what you just said as, the, as, as kind of like that workhorse champion. Now, you know, I know you originally brought it up when Claudio was still – with the WWE because he would have been the perfect person for that championship. But I can't think of two better people than Seth and AJ. And by the way, bully. and, And then we'll get back to Cody and Brock. And I definitely want to get to the nation. What a great job last night with those video packages on AJ styles. Like they even showed that clip of from turning point TNA turning point in 2009 with the match with AJ Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe, which in my eyes, that might be my all-time favorite AJ Styles match and maybe one of the greatest matches in TNA history. And the fact that they showed that, that got me really excited. I got to be honest, they did a great job last night, Bully.
2: They have been building Seth Rollins up, and they need to do and have done a pretty good job of building AJ Styles up as just as credible. That's why I think they should have mirrored everything that they did with Uh, With Seth now, unless I miss something, have they done a sit down with AJ like they've done with Seth?
1: No, and I mean they should have. They did that sit down. Don't forget, right as of right now, one's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. They did that sit down on SmackDown with Grayson Waller, which honestly, Bully never got off the ground. It 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 wasn't great, Um, and the crowd reaction wasn't good either. So I, th- I actually think, boy, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here. I like to sit down with Seth when it comes to AJ. I kind of like what they're doing with the video packages and showing clips of his format because AJ does it. And I'm not saying that AJ is bad on the microphone, but Seth excels on the microphone. I think they're two different personalities when it comes to that. I think I kind of like with AJ, they're kind of centering on what he can do in the ring. And then with Seth, it's more of a heart-to-heart talk. But I also I I can't see a scenario, bully, where AJ Styles wins this
2: match on Saturday either. AJ Styles should be afforded the same luxuries of uh, of talk time as Seth Rollins does. If Corey Graves is going to go out of his way to have a three-part sit-down with. Seth Rollins about what this championship means to him, then why aren't they sitting down with AJ Styles also? You gave Seth three parts, but you're not giving AJ even one sit-down talk. That's a little bit more spotlight on Seth in my eyes. I, I want it down. I want it down the middle. I want it 50 50. I don't want to know who's going to win this match. We think it's gonna be Seth. I want I hope they swerve the shit out of us and make it AJ just for the swerve part i wanted to be seth for other reasons especially the number one reason of roman because if seth your world heavyweight champion and roman and solo can become the tag team champions that means roman can show up on raw and if roman shows up on raw him and seth can cross paths again now dave i know i know you want to go out to the nation because i know we've had a full bank of calls ever since we started this morning Um, But I want to read you a tweet from RVD74. And this is in reference to the the possible finish of Brock and Cody. He says, can Hunter have an Arnold Skolan-like moment at Night of Champions and throw in the towel out of quote-unquote concern for Cody? I
1: mean – You could do that, but they haven't set up a relationship between Triple H and Cody to make it sympathetic where Triple H would be sympathetic. Sure they did.
2: Last night. Hunter was really trying to... uh, The story that I got out of that was Hunter was really looking out for Cody. I guess it all depends
1: on how you looked at that segment last night. You could look at that segment where Triple H is being sympathetic to Cody, or you can look at it the way that I looked at it, where I feel like Triple H is going to screw Cody. Let me ask you this. If Triple H, to that scenario, if Triple H throws in the towel, what's Cody's reaction going to be to Triple H if Triple H throws in that towel?
2: Completely pissed off. Yes. How dare you? How dare you take my career into your hands how dare you um determine an outcome of a match that i'm involved in unless i tap get pinned or passed out it's all on me so now that gets brock a win back which brock doesn't need a win no. back but it does get brock a win back And can focus Cody on Triple H. Or it can open the door to a possible three-way. There's a lot of uh, scenarios out there. There's a lot of options out there. Cody now has Brock Lesnar and Triple H in his storyline. Dave, that's a big deal. That's why he should not have won at WrestleMania. He wins at WrestleMania, he beat Brock, he beat Roman. Okay, but now he's being made. The WWE has opened up the books on Cody Rhodes, and now we're going to make him Brock and now Hunter? Eventually, if, if this goes the way it's supposed to go, You're going to eventually have, just like I said to you, I'll admit if I was wrong, but you're going to have to turn around and go, okay, now I get it. Yeah, and I will, and I will, Bully.
1: And a a lot of where where my opinions come from, and this is where I get, believe me, Bully, on a daily basis I get a lot of shit from the Busted Open Nation about my opinion about WrestleMania 39, especially the way that you and Mark described it the Monday after WrestleMania to me. And, and again, the nation, this is where, you know, it's okay to do this. There's no, there's no reason why you can't do this. I'm a fan of Cody. Like, I'm rooting for Cody. This is coming, not as a talk show host or a quote-unquote insider. This is coming from a fan of Cody Rhodes. And I make no bones about it, and I make no apologies about it. That's why I always say bully on this show. You know, people talk about me like they talk about Dave Meltzer. I am not Dave Meltzer, no disrespect. I don't want to be Dave Meltzer. I don't want to be a dirt sheet writer. I don't want to be an insider. I am a talk show host and a fan. That's where my opinions, my passion comes from. Bully, it's your job as a Hall of Famer and as somebody who's a performer and lives in that world. Sorry, two-time Hall of Famer. And as somebody who lives in that world I do, as much as I talk about it on a daily basis, I still do not live in that world that you live in. I do not live there. I live right outside that bubble. You're inside the bubble. That's what makes this dynamic work. So when people go off on me, it's fine. Uh, You're just a Cody fan. Yes! That's where my passion and my opinions come from. And you know what, Bully? I will be the first one to say, you know what? Ali Crow here you were right, I was wrong. We'll see how the story plays out. But the players that they have involved in this story, to what you just said, Triple H and Brock Lesnar, it doesn't get much bigger than that.
2: He could not have better superstars at his disposal right now. And who knows who they're going to write into the story as the time comes along who knows if Cody does make it to WrestleMania and the week before he has to face Roman Reigns the rock doesn't show up to give Cody the you know the 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 pat on the back and go get him we're all behind you you brought up that you're the fan and me Tommy and Mark are here as the as the performers the hall of famers the veterans to kind of open your eyes open the rest of the nation's eyes not to make you You know, smart marks, but smarter wrestling fans who can enjoy pro wrestling on a different level. More knowledgeable. More knowledgeable. Yes. So remember how I told you that I did not look at the John Cena and Cody moment at the top of the ramp as a passing of the torch? Yes. And, And you were pretty adamant, like, no, bully, that was a passing of the torch moment. What did Cena say when he came on? He he
1: he didn't really answer my question. I I brought up uh I brought up that moment that we talked about and the answer he gave, bully wasn't really an answer which makes me lean towards it wasn't that passing of the torch moment. He was very selective in his words when describing
2: that moment to us. Passing of the torch moments are Undertaker losing to Brock Brock eventually doing the job for Roman. Passing of the torch moments are much bigger than John Cena announcing Cody Rhodes, a couple of whispers in the ear, a hug, a raising of the hand. That's not a passing of the torch moment. That's just a cool moment. So, so far, we've seen John, all of the things that Cody has done so far on his own, from WrestleMania, his return at WrestleMania to last night, everything that he's done on his own, who else have we seen peppered into his story? John Cena, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Roman, obviously Roman. Come on, man. It's They're the elite making of the elite. This, huh?
1: Yeah. It's the elite of the elite in the WWE.
2: They're making him. They're making him the way they make WWE stars. And the way they make real big stars for years and years to come in the WWE is slow and steady. Look, you're getting uncomfortable in your chair right now. You're squishing around. You're moving. You're shaking your head.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
3: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley.
1: Let's get into the sit-down with Seth Rollins, Bully, because I thought some significant things to come out of that sit-down with Seth Rollins. And again, he's going up against AJ Styles on Saturday to see who's going to be that first ever WWE Monday Night Raw World Heavyweight Champion. But I thought it was significant because how much Rollins talked about Roman in that sit down with Corey yesterday. And he actually said to quote, forget about Reigns. I'm going to make you forget about Roman Reigns. Roman never defends that championship. He's hardly ever on TV. I'm going to be the guy that's always defending that world heavyweight championship, always wrestling. And you're always going to see on TV. There's a lot of truth to that bully because we don't see a lot of Roman in the ring. And it sounds like if Rollins is your champion, we're
2: going to see a lot of Ro- Rollins in the ring. And is it because you want to see Seth wrestle? Or if Seth wins the championship, you want to see him defend a championship that's secondary to all of Roman's championships?
1: Well, I, I, and, I and I think they are secondary, Bully. But to put the Seth Rollins' point... He, he, he called out Roman a lot in that sit-down, but he was saying that his goal is to make people forget about Roman Reigns. Again, he talked about AJ, no disrespect to AJ, but really it was all about Roman. He went on to, as you said earlier, that he, like, loves Roman but doesn't like Roman, and he's lost a lot of, a lot of respect for Roman. Again, Roman, 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 Roman. This has to come at some point with Roman and
2: Seth button heads. Yes. Um, I would hope that somehow they eventually cross paths, cross paths because there's so much story there just in the line alone in which Seth says, I love Roman, but I don't like him. There's your foundation for any time that Seth and Roman cross paths. As a matter of fact, if we never see them cross paths, let's say, but in three months from now, Roman and Seth are in the same place at the same time, that's the line you open the promo with. Roman looks at Seth and says, so you love me, but you don't like me. There it is. You set the table, you poured your foundation for whatever you're going to do with Roman and Seth. That line really stuck out to me. One of the things that also stuck out to me about the promo is that, you know, Seth is talking about this championship like it's such a big deal. The championship makes the man or the man makes the championship. In this case, Seth has to make this championship. Dave clear something up for me. Is this a brand new championship to the WWE?
1: And this is this has been a big argument with a lot of fans since the day they announced this championship title. Obviously
2: Or is this the, just I'm sorry to interrupt you. Or is this just the big gold belt with a different design? But but again, that's what
1: became the universal championship. Like there's, you know, that big gold belt has been gone for a while now, right? Then they branded these new titles, right? And the WWE branding. I mean, this title that we're going to see is brand new. Now, that being said, the WWE is telling you a lot about the history of the company with this championship title. The big gold belt bully is the big gold belt. That screams NWA. Whenever I saw the big gold belt, that's what I thought of. I thought of Ric Flair holding that championship. I thought of WCW. That's what I thought of when I saw that big gold belt. The NWA screamed those three letters. We have not seen that championship title. Now, it was called the World Heavyweight Championship, and that's what they're calling this belt, but this is completely different. It's new. This is is not about the history dating back... To Ric Flair holding the World Heavyweight Championship. With everything that they had, and they told the history on the bump and they put stuff out on social media. This is all centered around the history of this company, the WWE. The sixty, the sixty rubies signifying the sixty years that this company has been in existence. The uh, the McMahon, the the nod to McMahon, to the McMahon and that crest, that family crest that's on this championship title. You know, the the the, the alluding to Bruno San Martino on this championship title. This is all about the WWE. That but that goes and again I have to look at Roman because what are we saying about Roman? We're talking about Roman Passing Pedro Morales. We're talking about the thousand days. We're talking him getting closer to Hulk Hogan. If anybody should be holding this championship, it should be Roman. Because Roman's the guy that's breaking all the records and setting all these records. Seth is talking about Roman. If I'm Roman Reigns, these this universal and this WWE branded championship titles That's nice, but I would be like pissed off that all this tradition and all this history is being alluded to a belt that I do
2: not hold. And based on everything that you just said is why I want to see Roman do the exact same thing to this championship that superstar Billy Graham did to Bob Backlund's championship. I want to see him destroy it. I think that would be a very interesting story to tell. Everything that you just said is so true. If, with the rich history that they have emblazoned on the faceplate of this championship, and the story that Matt Camp told us about this championship on The Bump, Nobody is more deserving of it than Roman Reigns. As a matter of fact, what they should do is they should present Roman this belt and take the other belt and make the tournament for that belt. Go ahead. Bully, bully, when Roman hits a
1: thousand days, if the, if the if the company really respected Roman Reigns and all that he's accomplished, when Roman at night of champions hits a thousand days they should have a ceremony presenting him with this new championship title that 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 universal championship and that WWE championship is going away we are presenting you with this championship title and look at it look at this faceplate look at all the tradition this is we're giving this to you because of all you've accomplished that nobody in this modern day era of the WWE even John Cena has not, not been
2: Not CM Punk. Not Stone Cold. Not The Rock. Rock, Not The Undertaker. Nobody. Not Triple H. Nobody. Now Roman is about to cross over into four-digit territory where only four other men have done that since the days of the WWWF. And you're going to create a new championship? that encompasses this rich history and you're going to let two guys fight for it as opposed to the guy who deserves that championship belt it doesn't make sense to me that's why when Roman that's why when I hear Seth talk about this this championship and how it's I'm paraphrasing here how it's salvation I have to win this championship I have to do this I I, That belt doesn't mean anything. It has no history. As a matter of fact, that championship is could I could tell you, here you go, IWDC dirt sheets, get ready. That new championship is as fake as fake decks. It's a made-up championship because nobody can come close to, to, to Roman Reigns. Yeah, nobody can beat him. L- Listen, I'm, I'm, I've i been a pro wrestler for 30 years, Dave. I've been a fan of pro wrestling. I get it. I, I understand this is fighting opera. This is soap opera. This is storytelling. I will believe the majority of things that you want me to believe. I will buy into the majority of things you want me to buy into as long as it makes what? Sense. Does this make sense? It doesn't. And unless the only
1: way this makes sense is if Roman and Seth face each other. And again, the line that made it go, you know, bully, you say there's certain things in wrestling where it clicks, where Mm -hmm. you don't understand something. It could be in a movie or a TV show. And I don't I I can't make sense. of. And then all of a sudden there's a line or an action and, and you're like, all right, now it makes sense. When Seth Rollins said in that sit-down last night that I am going to make you forget about Roman Reigns, that's when it went, okay, now I get it. Now I get
2: it. Just, okay, so the light bulb went off for you. You said, now I get it. Now, please explain to me, because I'm the idiot in the room right now. Explain to me how Seth wins this championship and then makes us forget about Roman Reigns.
1: He's, he's not, but he but he's what what I think is going to happen. Seth Rollins wins this championship at Night of Champions. And now if if AJ wins, now we're going to have to have a completely different discussion. But like but again, you know, Roman was never really able to beat Seth Rollins, okay? So keep that in your hat. Now Seth wins this championship. He's already said in that sit down that Roman never defends it. He's never, he's never, he's never wrestling. You know, he's not even defending it. He's not even defending it. You know, at night of champions, he hasn't defended that championship. What since WrestleMania, he hasn't defended that championship. So it's well past 30 days since since Roman Reigns has defended this championship. Now, Seth Rollins said if he's the world heavyweight champion, all he is going to do is defend this championship. He's going to give people opportunities. This is This is supposed to be the land of opportunity. I'm going to give people opportunities. So much so that you're going to forget about Roman Reigns. So maybe over the course of however long it is, We see Roman still dealing with the bloodline. It's all about the bloodline. It's all about the Usos and Solo. But he's not actually defending this championship. But Seth Rollins is defending the World Heavyweight Championship. So when we talk about pay-per-views and we talk about all these special events, it's not going to be the WWE Championship. It's not going to be the Universal Championship we're talking about. It's going to be the World Heavyweight Championship
2: that we're talking about. And in my opinion, there's only one way to do this. The WWE creatively has to make us forget about Roman's championships. Meaning, anytime time you hear the WWE announcers, social media, whatever, talk about a championship, they're always referring to this new championship that Seth or AJ will have won at night of champions. And when Roman eventually speaks up or Heyman speaks up on behalf of him, somebody has to shoot him down and go, you never defend your championship. We have no reason to talk about you. You are making yourself irrelevant. That's the interesting story to me. WWE has to stay away from Roman's championships they have to go above and beyond they have to pile the praise upon this new championship belt and this new champion to the point where roman gets so frustrated so mad now i can buy into it because creatively they have made me forget about it I, and and also
1: seth needs to remind you as well like whenever whenever roman's brought up a, why are you talking about Roman? I've defended the championship, you know, five times in the past two months. Roman hasn't defended this championship since WrestleMania 39. And, oh, by the way, he needed help to win
2: that match at WrestleMania. And if they go about it this way, now it will make sense. What doesn't make sense to me is a championship dipped in such rich history. That is going to be given to somebody who does it is not more deserving of that history than Roman Reigns. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM
1: Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156.
0: Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.